This is the Black and Blue Report presented by SeatGeek. Here are your hosts, Caroline Gonzalez and Ashley Amos. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Caroline Gonzalez. I'm Ashley Amos. And we have a packed show for everyone today. Obviously, it was the beginning of free agency this week, so we um, have interviews for you all to listen to with kicker Will Lutz. We have quarterback uh, Teddy Bridgewater and then defensive tackle Malcolm Brown on the show today. Really excited to talk to those guys um, today. And then we also, uh, Ashley, need to talk about the one-year anniversary of the passing of of the former Saints and Pelicans owner, Tom Benson. Um, you know, you were a part of the uh, the funeral last year. Unfortunately, I was out of town for that. So can you just kind of talk about the impact? Obviously, you've been with the organization a lot longer than I have, um, and you're, you've been in New Orleans a lot longer. So kind of talk about the impact of, that Tom Benson has had in, um, in his legacy. You know, I think you can't measure the impact that Mr. Benson had on not only this franchise and this team, but the city and the region. You know, I think that was something that was so beautiful and so evident uh, with his funeral last year. You know, obviously we had the second line, mm-hmm. and it I, it's a memory that I'll never forget. You know, it was a gorgeous day, not a cloud in the sky, and just to see the amount of people that came out for him and then the entire second line, you know, as they were processing out and – the amount of people that just fall in. You, could, you couldn't even see the end. There right. were so many people. And I think that just shows you what an impact and what he meant to the people of the city and what he just meant to the fabric. I mean, he's forever ingrained in the fabric of this city and who we are as a state and um, and as a franchise. And when you'll forever say, New Orleans Saints, you'll forever think of Mr. Benson mm-hmm. and what he's done uh, for this great state this team he brought this team a super bowl mm-hmm. um and that was something that this city had never experienced and so i think you could see the gratitude the love and just what he meant that day that is a day i truly will never forget and um you know he's someone that has been truly missed but i think miss benson has done such a good job carrying on his legacy uh this past season and will continue to do so with both the saints and pelicans franchises so that's something to look forward to obviously you know a, a bit of a sad day but um love getting to remember and uh, celebrate him of course we want to remember him today um and of course acknowledge the seamless job that mrs benson has done in um in carrying on his legacy uh john DeShazer, actually our senior writer for neworleansaints.com wrote a piece on uh Mr. Benson and his legacy. So be sure to go to NewOrleansSaints.com um, or Pelicans.com to read more on that. Um, Ashley, as we mentioned, we have a packed show for everyone today. Will Lutz, Teddy Bridgewater, Malcolm Brown. So let's go ahead and get into those interviews. And as promised, joining us now is Saints kicker Will Lutz, who just signed a new deer with the New Orleans Saints. First off, Will, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So a uh, very simple question, very simple answer. What was the decision for re-signing with the Saints? Uh, this is a team that kind of took a chance on me in the first place. Uh, it's a team that they believed in me from the start, and it's an opportunity to continue my legacy here in New Orleans. And, you know, it's, it's just I owe so much to this organization for taking a chance on me in the first place. It was a no-brainer. We're taking a chance on you. Talk about the journey since you first got here to where you are now and how much you've grown, whether it's off the field or on the field. Mm-hmm. What have been the biggest differences for you in your career? Yeah, it's been an incredible journey in, in – 
you can't really explain it. it. It started off a little bumpy, obviously, and you know I think the best way to learn is through experiences. And I learned a lot in my rookie year. I've, had, I've been able to lean on you know Morstead and you know some of the older guys in the locker room through these rough times and and the good times as well. And I think the biggest thing for me is having those that veteran presence, someone like Thomas and um, you know Justin Dresser when he was here, and and now I kind of get to pass it on with Zach Wood too. You know, so we're kind of working together and. It's just been it's it's been it's been fun to work with those guys, and I think that's just been the difference difference maker for me. I feel like we've seen so many pictures of you and Thomas Morstead and Zach Wood after yeah. games, and obviously you broke the record for consecutive field goals this year. Do you feel like your comfortability, not only with this team but those guys, has increased over the past few years? Yeah, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, we're going on our third year together, so um, that continuity there is kind of what has um, helped us succeed as a unit and. You know, we're brothers. It's like it's like a little family, and um, it's really a joy to play with them. We've heard Cameron Jordan talk so much about the locker room and, you know, how special it is. What are some of the things that makes this locker room stand out from maybe teams that you've played with in the past? Obviously, I know this is the only NFL team, but maybe what separates you guys from other locker rooms? It's, it's the personalities. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all, we all push each other to be better, but we love each other, and we're hard on each other, but... We can all look at look at each other in the eye and bring out the best of each other, and you know our locker room makes it easy to come to work every day, and I think that's the most important thing in, on an NFL team. When you look at last year and the numbers that you put up, only missing two field goals, what is it about your game that you feel like you were able to step up? Whether it was an execution thing, whether it was your repetitions in practice, mm -hmm. how did it? How did you, I guess, get to where you were yesterday? Probably having your best season of your career so far. Yeah, and it's what we just talked about: being comfortable. Um, I know what I'm getting from my unit, and um, as hard as we work, I, I trust those guys that even if you know the day before wasn't great, I know that they're going to execute the way that we need to execute. And um, at the end of the day, I, when you know what you're getting from the two people that you're relying on, it, it makes your job so much easier. I always wonder this from a from a kicker standpoint because you've been doing this for so long that I feel like the execution standpoint, you pretty much got into your routine and how you like to do it. But how much is the mental game brought into it, especially when you're on the field, whether it's a, uh, you know, a big kick or even just you know an extra point? Where's the mental aspect come in as far as when you're kicking field goals or even extra points? Personally, I think um, between the ears is the most important thing in this in this industry, and that's for every position. Um, things aren't going to always go the way you plan, and um, it's it's how you overcome it. You got to you know it's just like golf. You got to wash the shot. You got to take the bogey and move on. That's. One thing Roman Harper taught me is you want you want to you want to putt for par, but just take the bogey and move on. Um, so to me, my ment my mental sharpness I think is my best attribute, and um, yeah, I think that's. That's all I have to say for that. <laughs> we, we see Thomas Morstead all the time on Instagram and social media doing these insane workouts. <laughs> Do you ever join him for those workouts, or are you kind of no. just like, eh, that's not for me? I'm the guy behind the camera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let him do those. Make him know. look good. Yeah. What, what is an offseason like as far as workouts for you? Um, as far as what do you focus on, how much of it is also rest and recovery, but how much is it even getting ready for this next season? Yeah, I think initially it's rest and you know clearing your mind a little bit, not not turning this game into work. You know, I want to I want to love this game as much as I do. So, I think it's good to uh, get out, clear your mind, vacation a little. But um, yeah, I mean, just like every other position, focus on getting stronger, getting a little faster um, as far as leg speed and stuff like that. So that's kind of what we're working on now in this phase of the off season. We'll start kicking here soon. You have two new special teams coach so far, so far Darren Rizzi and Phil Galliano. Um, have you met them yet? 
Yeah, I actually just met them for the first time today. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so initial thoughts, feedback? Yeah, you know, I've, we've played against Rizzy, and um, just having Mike Westoff here, he's spoken so highly of Rizzy, and I've never heard anything bad about the guy. I know the intensity he brings, the energy he brings to, to the, uh, the meeting room, and I don't think there's going to be a drop-off. I think, if anything, we're just going to climb higher, and um, I'm really excited to work with him. We talked about the offseason and getting to rest. This offseason, you got to experience Mardi Gras. Was this your first time riding in Bacchus or in a Mardi Gras parade? Yeah, first time ever being being in a parade. I've been – this is my third Mardi Gras, but it's my first time being on a float, yeah. How was it? Comparison. It's, I, it's the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I got to see Mardi Gras from that point of view, and, I mean, I was the focal point of that float, and it's something I never thought I'd be doing, but – it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So obviously when you're the focal point on the field and there's 60,000, 70,000 people watch you kick, was there a difference as you're on the float and watching thousands of people? <laughs> sure, it's a lot more fun. Like, I've ridden on the float before. You kind of feel like a rock star when everyone's asking yeah. you to throw stuff. That, was it a different kind of feel that you did on that float? Yeah, everyone's kind of like uh, yelling your name and stuff, and I'm just not used to it because I usually zone all that out, you right. know. And You know, fortunately my footballs fly a little straighter than my throws. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was such a cool experience. When you talk about being in this city and how unique the city is compared to others around the league, um, since you've been here now for quite some time, you just being adjusted to the city, going out, is there a favorite aspect of the city that you like or you've been mm -hmm. able to experience? Or is it always even new days you're finding something about the city that you kind of enjoy? Yeah, I think one of the first things I learned from Morset actually was if you embrace this city, it'll embrace you. Mm -hmm. And obviously the food's amazing, but <laughs> it's like these things like Mardi Gras, you try to explain to someone outside of New Orleans and you know they don't know anything about it they think we're just throwing beads at people right but there's so much history behind behind this city and it's it's been really cool to learn over the last few years what about the fan base because we see in this may be biased but I feel like this is the most passionate fan base in the NFL just based on how much they love the Saints how much do you feel that whether it's you're walking around or even just even how fans reacted after how last year ended seeing how people portrayed things during Mardi Gras. Yeah. I mean, how, how much do you all feel that and pay attention to that, knowing that, you know, this city really loves this team? Yeah, I mean, you've seen it over the last couple of years, especially since I've been here, this fan base, it, it, the fan base is insane. Um, I think one thing that's, that stands out here about going to other cities is there's no mix of fan bases here. When you're in New Orleans, all it is is Saints. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to you go to Atlanta, who's our rival, and you see Saints fans. You come here and you don't see anybody except Saints fans. And, I mean, it's just... The city has our backs, and it's it's really special to be a part of, and it's it, it's cool to witness. Uh, the Saints signed a couple of guys, Chris Banjo and Craig Robinson, big part of the special teams. How important were they for you guys last year, and how important are they going to be for you guys even moving forward? Oh, it's massive, and it's so exciting. I mean, Craig's our Craig's voted our captain. I mean, he's he's the leader of our unit, and and Chris Banjo is equally just the leader there too. Um, you know, it's exciting to have those two guys back. I don't think. We wouldn't be the same without those two. And yet you throw Taysom in there, obviously he's coming back as well. And it's, you know, no drop-off. We're picking up right where we left off. For before I let you go, you talked about you're starting some off-season workouts. So what's left for you during the off-season, whether you have any vacations coming up or kind of what's the next step for you here in this process? Well, it's about time to lock back in. Uh, I mean, we report back just around the corner. It, yeah. comes, it comes quick. <laughs> so it's about time to lock back in. And, you know, I've enjoyed my time off and really ready to get back to work. All right, that's Will Lutz. Congratulations on your new deal. This was tough for me as a Georgia Southern alum, <laughs> talking to a guy from Georgia State, our biggest rivals now. But, uh, Will, congratulations. Much deserved. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now welcome in Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy, congratulations.
Sure, thank you. So, Teddy, obviously, you know, Miami was your hometown. It was kind of between the Saints and Miami um, when it came down to this deal. Why did you choose to come back with the Saints? Uh, I just look at the uh, opportunity that I have, you know, to continue to grow uh, as a player in this league, uh, to be a part of something, uh, especially as, you know, uh, the team was last year. And I, I know that nothing in this league stays the same, but... Uh, to be able to return to a coaching staff like the one that's in New Orleans, uh, a locker room like the one that's in New Orleans, uh, a quarterback room, you know, uh, to be a part of that, you know, um, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to grow and eventually do some great things in this league. So you talk about the locker room um, and then also the quarterback room. Let's touch on the locker room at fr- first. Uh, you were a huge uh, proponent in the dance um, with the bike uh, challenge. Talk, kind of talk about where that originated and kind of what made you uh, choose that move and how how crazy it caught on and what your thought process is on that and reaction to how fast it caught on everywhere. Uh, yeah, it caught on very fast. Uh, it's actually a dance that my high school started. Uh, two guys at my high school. Um, RJ and Larry, uh, those guys used to dance to celebrate each win. And uh, I saw them doing it one game, one one time in the post game. I just told myself, hey, you know, that would be something pretty cool to take back to New Orleans. And, you know, the guys embraced it. And uh, we made a run last year. And uh, every week, you know, we look forward to different, you know, celebrations in the locker room. But, um you know, of course, none of that's possible without winning football games. So mm-hmm. to be able to do those things, uh, it's great to be a part of that. Obviously, in order to be able to celebrate like that, a lot of hard work, as you said, goes into that. Um, what is it like being in the quarterback room with a guy like Drew Brees, who everyone notes for his work ethic, his schedule, and how much time and, and effort he puts into that hard work? What is it like being in a quarterback room with a guy like Drew? Uh, it's everything, uh, especially for a young guy like myself. Uh, I'm still only 26 years old, and uh, so I consider myself a young guy still. But uh, to be able to watch a guy who's proven and who's a for sure Hall of Famer, um, it makes coming to work you know, so much fun because every day is a challenge uh, when you're in the room with him. Uh, you're, you're trying to think the way he thinks, see the game the way he sees the game, and uh, it's great to be in the room with a guy who is open to sharing his routines with you, uh, mm-hmm. open to telling you and sharing all of his, his knowledge and pouring it back into the team. Uh, that's what makes the team such a great team. That's what makes the quarterback room such a special room. If you could pinpoint one thing that you have learned from Drew thus far from being with him this past season, what would you say the number one takeaway from him is? Uh, number one thing I took away last year was just the way he's committed to his routine. Uh, I mentioned last year that oftentimes when we we have our routine set, uh, six weeks later or ten weeks later, we feel like the routine isn't as effective as it was during week one. And watching Drew continue to just, you know, perfect his craft, commit to his routine for – a full season and and more and it's proven that it works uh it was good to see that and uh that's something that i took away from last year 
Teddy, yesterday was the 13-year anniversary of the Saints uh, taking a chance on Drew Brees and Drew Brees taking a chance on the Saints and signing him. And obviously, you know, the rest is history. You mentioned that in um, you tweeted about it yesterday and kind of mentioned how maybe history could repeat itself. What does it mean to you that, you know, especially the injury you went through and um, that the Saints kind of agreed to take a chance on you and um, kind of talk about that uh, parallel? It's just great. You know, it's a great opportunity. Um, I was able to be there last year and, you know, be with those guys for 16 weeks. So they know me, I know them. And um, to be able to return and, and be able to put in a full spring with those guys, a full training camp, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know it's been uh, 13 years since Drew made the same decision. Well, I'm making the same decision that Drew made 13 mm-hmm. years later. And, uh, you know, I just think about the longevity, you know, of my career and, you know, how I want things to play out. And I think uh, being in New Orleans just gives me that, that best opportunity to, to see as a player, uh, as the type of player that I want to be. So, um, you know, it's a coaching staff, it's a, it's a locker room, it's a culture, the fan base, the city. Uh, everything. Uh, it's a special atmosphere, and, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to return for another year. We heard so much from several different players at the end of last season how special this locker room was. What were some of the things that you saw after being a part of you know Minnesota's locker room and then coming here? What were some of the things that you saw that separated this locker room and this fan base from ones you've been a part of in the past? I think... Um, you know, as athletes, our, our biggest, we're driven by competition. We get a thrill out of winning. And I think the, the many competitions within the team, that's what really drove everything. Uh, we have a basketball goal in the locker room, ping pong. Guys are playing Smash Bros on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a competitive atmosphere when you think about it. Uh, guys are always competing. So when you're competing, that, that, that um, that drives uh, communication, and you know guys are trash talking, but that that communication is what keeps the team tight, uh, keeps the bond together. So when guys are commu- uh, competing, they're also communicating with each other, and you know it's a friendly atmosphere. So um, you know guys look forward to coming to work every day, not just to you know shoot a basketball or play video games, but you know to challenge each other. You know, in a locker room, on the practice field, in the weight room, in different aspects and different areas of life. So that's what really made that team last year such a special team. Teddy, you played with Latavius Murray uh, in Minnesota, and he obviously has signed with with the New Orleans Saints. Were you a part of that um, decision making at all? Did you talk to him at all before he made that decision? Uh, I had a chance to talk to him. Um, you know, he asked me some questions, but. Um, I think uh, ultimately he wanted to be in the best situation uh, to succeed as a player as well. And I think uh, he saw himself succeeding in uh, what we have going in New Orleans. So it's great to have him uh, in the backfield. 
So, Teddy, before we let you go, um, so during my day job, I'm actually a videographer as well. And one of my duties during training camp is to film uh, the infamous quarterback challenges. So I know that you've probably done some (laughs) off camera and during practice. But during training camp, you know, we really gear them up. The fans look forward to it. What can fans expect from you during the quarterback challenge? Will we see any smack talk? (laughs) What what can we expect from you? You know, Drew likes to kind of rig it his way to make sure he he has the advantage so what can we expect from you um come training camp oh man i just want to you know challenge the other guys you know i'm the ultimate competitor as well and uh, i know drew is is one of those guys who when he's competing you know as as all of us we hate losing (laughs) so i'll be the guy that's a trash talker but also a prankster at the same time uh i tend to you know prank guys around facility often so and i'll probably try to swindle my way into a victory or something like that but uh, I'm looking forward to it as well perfect I love it well Teddy thank you so much for your time today I know you're probably a busy guy but congratulations and we can't wait to see you back at the Saints facility here soon thank you we now welcome on the show the newest member of the New Orleans Saints defensive tackle Malcolm Brown Malcolm congratulations thank you I thank you very much of course, Malcolm. First question is: What was the deciding factor uh, when the Saints came in the equation to come to New Orleans? I mean, they, just um, the scheme that they play in—you know, the one-gap defense and you know, aggressive. They've been a good defense for a while, and you know, just trying to contribute wherever I can. You spent the last four seasons with the New England Patriots. Uh, congratulations on the Super Bowl wins, by the way. Just have to throw that in there. Um, but obviously you remember coming to the Superdome. You have to remember coming to the Superdome and playing in that kind of environment. Uh, what stood out to you when you were on the opposing team of playing in the Superdome and playing in New Orleans? Yeah, the fans the fans are always in the game, you know, chattering, you know, keeping us on edge and, you know, uh, shows a lot of support for the team, so. That was a big standout for me, you know. It's, it's closed in, so it's, getting, it's even louder. And, uh, you know, just the – and then the offense, they were, they were pretty good, hard to stop. And, you know, it's just, it was just a good atmosphere. Malcolm, obviously you've been to the big game. You've won it uh, twice, I believe, in your career. Uh, talk about what are, I guess, from your experience, what do you hope to bring to the Saints' defense, especially those younger guys who maybe haven't played in that uh, clutch – uh, you know, in, in that situation before, what kind of experience and um, leadership do you hope to bring to the Saints defense in that regard? Um, I can bring some good points. I mean, I could just I could come in there and, like I said, try to contribute. You know, every 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 goal of the season is to work to the Super Bowl. And when we get there, just, uh, to, um, just to work hard and, you know, stay focused on the goal. Then go, it's a long week and, you know, you can easily get, get misguided through the week and everything. So, mm-hmm. Malcolm, have you met Cam Jordan before? I have not. I have not. I, I, I've definitely heard he's a great guy. Uh, he's good people to be around, and you know, he shows great leadership over there on that side of the ball. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to warn you before you come down here. Probably take like a few five-hour energies before you meet Cam because he is very high energy, and you won't be able to keep up for maybe like the first three weeks. <laughs> I do my best to, you know. I'm just trying to get in wherever I fit in, and um, if he's the guy to follow, and. and I'm there for him and, you know, just trying to contribute how I can. Malcolm, it's a little warmer down here in New Orleans than it is um, up in New England. I know you're originally from Austin. Um, kind of talk about or what are you most excited about coming down here and um, 
about New Orleans and the culture? And have you ever even been here before, other than to play? Uh, I've been I've been to, uh, been to Seaport a little bit, you know, hitting the casinos. <laughs> but um, <laughs> other than that, I mean, I'm just glad, you know, the weather is way different. You know, been in the heat. That's something I'm used to. Something I grew up in. So uh, that'd be a, that'd be great for me. Um, I know it's more probably more humidity over there and everything, but. Other than that, I'm just, you know, glad you have snow. You know, your body kind of <laughs> slows down in the snow. Are you a foodie? Do you like, do you look forward to any of the foods down here? Oh, yeah. You know, I, lo- I love Southern cuisine and uh, eat crawfish. I eat a lot of crawfish, you know, and I definitely eat a lot of fish. So <laughs> basically, so I have a lot of, my wife's family, she's, they're from there. So, oh, you know, okay. they kind of, they, they kind of excited about this too. I was about to say, be prepared for training camp because you could easily put on 30 pounds just eating all of the food down here. And then lose it in the sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with that right there, you got to kind of manage it. I, I kind of try to eat better towards the season, getting towards the season. I try to enjoy it right after the season. So if I do gain some weight, I can work it off by the time I'm ready to roll. Malcolm, can you kind of talk about what you've been doing this off season to obviously prepare yourself? And now that you know where you're going to be spending the next season, uh, what have you been doing in the off season to prepare for that? I basically just working hard, you know, just getting myself ready for whatever I'm about to do. Um, get down and talk to the coaches and see what they, exactly what they want me to do. And I start working more towards that as I start fine tuning my training right now towards what I'm able to do in that system. You know, the Saints defense loves a good celebration, especially after a big-time play. Are you planning on contributing any type of new dance moves or any uh, offer up any advice on a good celebration technique? Um, I'm not a big celebrator myself. You know, I'm just trying to get the job done. I mean, when it comes to the point of making a big play, we all get excited. You know, I'd rather celebrate my teammates. And, and then, I mean, if they have a dance, I'll, I'll definitely join in on a dance or whatever. But <laughs> as far as myself, I'm not a big dancer either, though. <laughs> You got to get ready. You're going to have a lot of 90-yard sprints to the other end zone. You're going to have a lot of locker room dances. Just just prepare in your in your bedroom mirror right now for all of the dance moves I, so that you can be prepared when you get down here. I definitely see it. You know, I see it on TV. You know, you see it on SportsCenter and everything. Everybody getting their big plays and they run to the end zone posing and everything. <laughs> I can't wait to be a part of it. It seems like a lot of high energy, like you said, like with Cameron Jordan. You know, I don't imagine everybody's just so – just seems like they're enjoying themselves out there on the field. Absolutely. Well, Malcolm, I know the Saints are excited to have you. Hopefully you're excited to get down here, get ready, uh, start with OTAs and all this stuff. So thank you for speaking with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we're excited to have you down here. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of Who That Nation. Great conversations with those guys. Excited to have them as a part of the New Orleans Saints uh, this upcoming season. Uh, just a quick reminder for everyone, the Pelicans play tonight in the Smoothie King Center against the Portland Trailblazers. That game will tip off at 7 p.m. The first 5,000 ba- uh, fans will get fitness bands, so make sure you're the first one in the door to get those. And then the Pelicans will play uh, a back-to-back, and they'll play tomorrow night at 6 p.m. against the Phoenix Suns. The first 8,000 fans get some cool uh, koozies so be sure you're the first one in the door tomorrow um quick intro or excuse me preview into next week we'll have omar ruiz on monday show with daniel salerson from um nfl network and then on wednesday's show we'll have trey wingo from espn sitting down with sean kelly so make sure you tune in to the black and blue report next week ashley will be going on the pelicans trip uh this upcoming week she'll be going to dallas in orlando mm-hmm. quite 
jealous. You said you were going to Disney, so uh, kind we'll of see. jealous We've about that. We can work it into the schedule. Yeah, so um, exciting week for the Pelicans next week as they're on the road. So make sure you go to pelicans.com, uh, buy your tickets for tonight's game at 7, and then tomorrow's game at 6 p.m. For Ashley Amos, Caroline Gonzalez, we will see you next week.